I love that he was like so dramatic. Like he has this daydream of that he like comes back and is blind right. and blames it on getting his mouth <laughs> so washed out. Poisoning. <laughs> so poisoning. It's so good. That was I did laugh at that. That was pretty funny. And then the mom like tries it herself and is like, ew. I'm gonna throw out a theory. I think Nina secretly loved this movie. <laughs> and I... just had to bring a counterpoint. You're listening to Atlas Now Streaming, the podcast where we review your favorite movies, television shows, and documentaries available on streaming platforms. Atlas Now Streaming is produced by Atlas Medstaff with your host, Jamie Zarlingo. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. My name is Jamie. I'm your host of this podcast. Today we have another Christmas-themed episode, and today we are talking about Christmas comedies. So as we kind of found out with last week's episode, comedies and family films kind of intertwine, but we have a few other ones in here that we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Scrooged, we're going to talk about the classic The Christmas Story, and Elf. So today I have Nina with me again. And we have Joel Kozicek with us today. Hey, guys. If you remember, he was on our uh, Japanese episode uh, a while back. So um, I'm going to let you guys get started. Who wants who wants to talk about their movie first? I think Joel should go first because he and I are going to have to throw down. I was going to say, I, I think it's a good idea that I get mine done yes. just so I can compose myself. Sure. So when Nina really starts to get at me that I can yeah. be prepared. Definitely go, go first. ahead. Yep. Um, yeah, so I'm here to talk about the movie Scrooged mm. from 1988. Um, it is a Bill Murray classic. So, but it's also Bill Murray did a lot of movies in the 70s, like Stripes and Caddyshack, uh, where they were just over the top comedies, right? Uh, and this was kind of kind of that switch almost into not so comedically driven, even though it is a funny movie. Um, I feel like he was really trying to give it a little bit more of a dramatic effect to it. Okay. Um, and Nina and I have not seen this, by the way. So Scrooge is just an 80s retelling of a classic Christmas carol, mm-hmm. right? Visited by three ghosts. That, that old Charles Dickens tale. But how is it different? So here's the thing. Bill Murray plays Frank Cross, who is this extremely jaded uh, television executive, right? He's the youngest, I believe, the youngest VP in the history of television. Uh, And it starts with basically them showing him some, like, Christmas commercials that they're going to be posting on their network to get everybody in the holiday season. And they're all cheery and happy. He hates them. And what he wants is death and explosions and... All this fun stuff that, you know, it's just like, that's not Christmas at all. But if you talk back to him, you're basically fired anyway. Oh. So, so he's like, that kind of so guy. So like Die Hard. <laughs> kind of like Die Hard, a Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, it's just the story of a jaded, cynical man instead of uh, Bob Cratchit. It is, Cratchit was the guy, right? Yeah. Mm. Ebenezer Scrooge, that's yes. the guy. He's been, yeah, so he's instead been of being so Ebenezer times. Scrooge, it is Frank Cross as Ebenezer Scrooge, right? So he's in the midst of their big Christmas program is going to be Christmas Carol, live on television, broadcast through 50 different uh, 
places around the world, Tel Aviv and Russia and England and all this stuff. Uh, so he's in charge of making sure that the live show goes off well. In shooting it, that's when he finds out uh, he's going to be visited by the three ghosts. Oh. Uh, Christmas, past, present, and future. Uh, all of this also taking place while he runs into the love of his life and has to figure out why he screwed that up and then what's going to happen in the future. It's a Christmas carol. But anything Bill Murray does <laughs> automatically makes it fantastic. All right. Who else is in this movie? So um, Karen Allen plays his love interest. Um, Karen Allen is from National Lampoon's Animal House. Oh, okay. She is also in, I believe she was the one from Indiana Jones, um, Te- Temple of Doom, right? Raiders, Raiders, and Crystal Skulls. Oh, I think that's Karen okay. Allen. Um, what's her name? Carol Kane? Car- Karen Allen. Uh, Carol Kane. Love her. She plays uh, the ghost of Christmas present. Oh, that's so perfect because she has the voice for it. She does. And <laughs> she's uh, extremely violent. She's kind of like um, an S&M type of... But Ooh. not like... She just... She, there's all kinds of like adult jokes about like she'll slap him in the face and then like try to like three stooges in the eyes and all mm-hmm. that and block. And uh, she makes like little references about how, ooh, that's how I like it, you know, whatever. But... <laughs> Um, so she's great. Buster, not Buster Keaton. His name's Buster Keaton as the, the pop star, the guy that hot, hot, hot. Oh, I forget his name in real life though. That was his music alter ego, but he's the ghost of Christmas past. And then the ghost of Christmas future, I believe if I remember right, is just, uh, a giant Grim Reaper <laughs> with like television screens in his chest. That he All can show right. Um, so yeah, those are, those are your ghosts. Speaking and guess, of, guess how it ends. How does it end? No, he changes his ways. Well, of course. Natural. Of course. On, on Christmas morning. Um, speaking of um, Carol Kane, real quick, um, did you ever watch um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Yes. Oh, yes. she's so great so in that. She's so, so funny. She's just classic actress. She's been in a lot of great stuff. I think she's probably best known for Taxi, mm-hmm. but um, she's, she's wonderful. Awesome. So do you know where we can find this movie? That was kind of an issue. So during Christmas, it plays all the time on television. Okay. But it is not on Netflix. It is not on Hulu. Uh, I didn't check Amazon. I checked one other place. It's kind of tough to find. You could probably just put it on YouTube and find it. Probably. Um, Good old YouTube. But yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't streaming on any of the the big guys right now, which is crazy to me. And actually the same with The Christmas Story. I did not see it on any streaming devices either. It's on cable. I th- yeah, I was going to say, I think this time of year. Yep, you can rent it on YouTube for okay. $2. Perfect. Oh, well, and it's go. worth it. It's worth every penny. And as I always say, if you can't find any of the movies we talk about, iTunes has pretty much everything for relatively cheap. Or if you want to go OG, get a VHS or a DVD. Or beta. Or, yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's Scrooge. I actually, I love Bill Murray too. Maybe not as much as, you know, maybe older generations just because he was kind of like when i think of bill murray i think of space jam mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. he was in that no. um or you know caddyshack too because my dad watched that a Wait, lot Caddyshack too? no caddyshack oh, as, as well. well okay i was like <laughs> no as, as well. well in that, addition we have a whole nother podcast to do if that's the case <laughs> um ghostbusters ghost yeah ghostbusters. that's that's yeah. true yeah that's my bill murray but I, I don't know why. That's just the first thing I think of is, is Space Jam when he's like, let's go, Bulls. 
<laughs> and uh, just uh, he, he's great. I'll have to yeah, watch that great. one. All right. Next, we have uh, a Christmas story or the Christmas. Is it a Christmas story or the Christmas story? It's a Christmas. A story. Christmas story. Nina had never seen it, so I told her for this one she needs to watch it, and she has she has some things to say. So I have some things to say. Take it away. And I'm nervous because I know that a lot of people are like, it's like their favorite Christmas movie. Um, but having not seen it before, I feel like my opinions are probably a little bit different than everyone else's. Well, I feel like you probably had a lot of hype, you know, like, yes. so you had these really high expectations of it, yeah, which I can think, kill any movie. Yes. And from everyone always telling me like, it's the best Christmas movie. It's a like novelty they have to watch every year and whatnot. Um, I don't know how I really surpassed seeing it. Yeah. Um, I mean, did you not have cable growing up with TBS? <laughs> well, and I and I will get into this probably again at another time. But um, when I was growing up, like we were a very um, like animated family, like all the Disney movies, all of those things. But we Same. really didn't yeah. watch. Like my family just didn't really watch um, like movies with real people, like in live them. action. Yeah. Okay, yeah, which okay. is so weird. But like when I think back at it, like I don't, I didn't see The Sandlot until I was like in high school. <gasps> No. I know. It's really weird. No. Oh, it's disappointing. Weird. Um, there's a lot of movies that I just didn't see until I was old enough to like go out and get them myself. Okay. Um, I would have to agree. There's a lot of like classic films that I still haven't seen. Like I didn't see Scarface until college. So I mean. I don't have still not seen the entire movie or the, well, okay. or the entire movie of The Godfather. But I was actually talking to Chris earlier Same. about that. I just <laughs> like I'm not really good with the violent movies. I've seen the first one. Oh, well, good. Um, but I the violent... asleep. it's way too long. I'm sorry. Can we say that? That's, it is mm-hmm. so long. True. True. And we're also at the point now where it's been out for so long that there's so much build up to it that it can't possibly live up to the be as good as everybody wants yeah. it to be. It's a nostalgia movie. Exactly. And that's what I kind of feel about a Christmas story that like to bring that back around full circle. Joel's that shaking it's, his head already. It's a, <laughs> it's a novelty, but watching it in 2019 it's just not the same as i'm sure as when it came out in 1983 um but it has a pretty good cast there is gene shepherd who plays the who is like the voiceover of ralphie who's the main character ralphie parker um and then the actual child ralphie is played by peter billingsley and then mom is is melinda Dillon, and the old man which is dad is darren mcgavin so um it was shot in 1983 but it is like referring back to the 1940s when ralphie was growing up um in the movie it is about ralphie parker um he's like i said it's like an adult version of him is narrating when he's reminiscing of his like childhood so he's nine years old when he's reminiscing this christmas season um and all he wants in the world is a red rider carbine action 200 shot range model air rifle which i had to write down because it was like he said it like with five a, times and i was like what with a compass and a stock and this thing that tells time <laughs> yeah which like and i'm sorry like he goes through this whole movie being like i don't understand why no one wants me to have this but like what yeah, why ni- would all nine year olds need a gun yes a bb gun so Basically, he's kind of like he daydreams about how he like is gonna save the neighbors from burglars with this gun, like with this BB gun, and like how he like is gonna be a cowboy defending people with this BB gun. And basically, he like he tells his mom that he wants it, and she's like, "No." And then the iconic phrase of "You'll shoot your eye out" is born there and is played throughout the movie. Um, 
a lot of really random things happen in this movie. I was taking notes since I'd never seen it. I was like, I'm just going to like kind of take notes while I'm watching this and I'm looking at it here on my phone, which there's a lot of notes here (laughs) for a 90 minute movie. But like as I was going through it, I'm just like... Joel is just smiling over here like he's just about to oh, like about to unleash. <laughs> yes. Biting my lips. <laughs> but um Yeah, what are some of the biggest things that happen in this movie? Yeah, the biggest thing that happened, biggest things that happen, um, there's a bully in the neighborhood. Like, brace face ginger kid. Yes, his name's Scott Farkas, which mm-hmm. is like such a horrible name. Why that, is that? That That's name, a terrible name. That name is meant to be a bully. Yeah. Yes. I mean Otherwise, he would be bullied for sure. Sure, yeah. Because that's that's a terrible (laughs) name. That's probably why he's a bully, because he has such a terrible name. And I understand that this movie is, like, of this child, like, this guy reminiscing different things from this, like, season of childhood. And, like, just maybe it's all these random things that are popping in his head. But there's the bully. He gets bullied um, by Scott Farkas. Um, There's a kid that sticks his tongue to a light pole, which I don't understand what that has to do with anything in the movie. Just Uh, kids being dumb. That's, yeah. Did you never do that when you were a kid? No, I, I told people to do that so I could, so I could watch. <laughs> so you're Scott Farkas. <laughs> I'm Scott Farkas. See, I saw this movie and knew not to do that. <laughs> I did not see the movie and still just told people to just do to it. Just to go do it. Yeah. You knew. Yep. I knew it was not a good idea. You were in the know. All. Yep. Yep. Um, and, oh, he gets the assignment from his teacher about, she says that you need to go home and write um, a paragraph about what you want for Christmas. And, and then there's the the major award lamp (laughs) like as i'm reading these notes i'm like this movie is just so random i just don't you forgot though his younger brother in like the giant (laughs) coat i can't put my arms down that was cute yes because that's totally like all of us when we were children oh yeah it's like bundling you up and you can't move he looks like can't breathe it's great um (laughs) poor kid The dad, Randy. I love that he calls his dad the old man. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Um, he he wins the major award in the contest, and they don't know what it's going to be, which is, like, so bizarre, too. And then they get that huge box, and it's the weird lamp. It's I like a leg. I feel like I'm not doing a very good job <laughs> describing this movie, but it's just so random. Um, so they get the lamp, and the wife hates it. Um, Doesn't it break? Yes. Which is like a big debate. They call it like the battle of the lamp. So like <laughs> the wife ends up like knocking it over while she's watering plants is what she claims. And then he gets all like offended and is like, yeah, you did it on purpose. And, <laughs> and he, he asks her if she has any glue and she's like, no, we're out of glue. And he's like, you used up all the glue so I couldn't glue my lamp <laughs> together. It's like very, dr- everything in this movie is like so dramatic, which is funny because I think it's, it was supposed to be that way because this is like how Ralphie's like remembering oh, it. Oh yeah, everything's huge when you're a kid. A huge deal. Um, he gets a C on his assignment and he's all upset about it. He like daydreams that it's gonna, his teacher like is gonna think it's the best thing ever. Like the <laughs> most well-written paragraph in the world and he gets a C plus and she puts on the bottom that you'll shoot your eye out. And then Ralphie goes to see santa oh that's santa which is like a painful scene ho 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 that was a bit traumatizing <laughs> it's a really painful He's scene horrible. to watch there's a lot of things in this movie that were painful <laughs> for me to watch including the santa scene where he goes and which i thought it was really cool that santa was like on top of this like mountain thing that he has to climb up and then there's a slide to get down which i was like that is really cool but like all the elves are like manhandling on, the children. Kid. They're like throwing the children on Santa's lap, and Santa's like, "What do you want?" And 
And what then, do you want? He like completely blanks and he doesn't know what to say. And the Santa's like, do you want a football? And he's like, sure. And then he gets on the slide and he's leaving. And then he's like crawling up the slide because he remembers that he wants to ask for the gun. And then Santa tells him he'll shoot his eye out. And so pushes like, him down the slide it. with his <laughs> foot. <laughs> it's like, it's like, no. I don't even. Yeah. And no. then, oh, and then he gets the. So then Santa comes overnight and he's got all the presents on the trees and he's unwrapping his presents and he, he gets this rabbit suit from oh, his aunt. Oh, It's also just so strange. And, and his mom's go like, put, put it, it on. on. <laughs> Didn't, don't we all have memories like that of being a kid and getting those ugly clothes right. on Christmas? You have to go and put it on. You have to try it on. Yeah, you got to try it on right now. And then so just traumatize you forever. <laughs> Which I, I made a note of this because my sister-in-law who is 33, has a pink onesie, like, footed pajama thing that she wears when she comes home for the holidays. And it looks, I mean, it doesn't have bunny ears or, like, bunny feet, but it looks exactly like that. Really? It's, like, pink, Oof. like, onesie. She just lives in it when she comes home because it's super warm. And I was like, oh, my God, that is Liz. <laughs> I'm going to have to bring it up to her. I don't even know if she's seen this movie, but I will definitely have to bring that up to her when I see her this Christmas. But, um, oh, so he doesn't find his gun under the tree, and he's, like, all bummed. And then his dad's like, oh, look behind the desk. And there is a, like, you know, long present under there. That's for him. And he finds it. It's the gun. And he goes outside, and he shoots it. And sure enough, it, the bullet, like, ricochets and breaks his glasses. <laughs> And his glasses fall off. And then when he's trying to find his glasses, he steps on them and breaks them. And then he lies and tells his mom that an icicle fell and broke his glasses. Which and he and she believes him. Which I don't even understand how that's a good lie. But she believes him. And then he like goes to oh, and then the um, the dogs eat the turkey. Yeah, the bumpuses. Another really random hands. thing. So they have to go get so Chinese. They go, they go to the Chinese restaurant and have Chinese for dinner, which like that, like a lot of people say that they go and have Chinese food for dinner on Christmas, which um, is that from this movie or is that just because Chinese is the only thing that's open? Mm-hmm. Just kind of stemmed from the movie. I think. Yeah. I think we had Chinese for Christmas dinner last year, actually. But um, <laughs> not, not from this. <laughs> no, it's there just, you go. just because that, <laughs> When you eat Christmas dinner at 2 p.m., it's like, okay, eventually you're going to be hungry for real dinner. Yep. So, but yeah. Um, and then, oh, and then he, he goes to bed with his gun and says it was like the best Christmas gift that he's ever gotten and never would get. And yeah, that's that's the end of that weird movie. <laughs> so, so you didn't really enjoy this very much. <sighs> Joel's like sighing over here. He's like so disappointed. Yeah, no, and... I think that, I mean, I really think that I would have enjoyed it had I seen it when I was young. But as an adult, I'm just like, this movie is so weird. So many weird it is, things. It is very Random weird. things happen. My husband, when I was, I was watching it last night, and he liked it, and he watched it when he was growing up, and he's like, this movie's hilarious. And he's laughing at everything, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I just don't think it's that funny. He was, like, very offended. I don't know. I think it's that hype, you know, like you, you know, hear about these movies like, oh, you have to see this movie. It's so good. And then you go and see it and then you're always going to be let down. Yeah. And it doesn't just, matter what it is. I feel yeah. that I just gave like the world's worst like review of this movie because I just didn't like think it was that great. Like maybe I should we should have Joel tell the story probably. No, well, you did a great job recapping it. What's what's your opinion on it, Joel? Uh, so <clears throat> I do think. 
this is a movie that was intended for uh, pre-internet audiences. Um, okay. Like, it's, it's a thing with all of the conveniences of the modern age. Uh, if that's all you know, you're not going to relate to it as well. Um, but it, it it really is just it's it's a retelling of a, a fascination of his childhood. So mm-hmm. it's everything's this you know grand idea of how he remembers it. And I mean, when he's taking out you know Black Bart's gang with his BB gun, it's you know they got stars in their eyes from getting shot with a BB oh, yeah, gun. Oh yeah, yep. It's great. There was a lot of like cute little little things like that in there there's a lot of nods to the time which is yes something that i love that he talked about um was the little orphan annie radio show Mm -hmm. i thought that was really cool that which i like totally forgot about that they used to do they would like send you something in the mail and you'd have to decode this thing and you felt like you were Mm -hmm. doing like interacting with like a game basically but via the radio which Mm -hmm. is really cool that that's like something that doesn't really exist anymore I can totally relate to you, though, um, when he says the F word and he has to get his mouth washed <laughs> yeah. out with soap because yes. I don't know if that was what I said, but I do remember that happening to me back well, in the I, day. I love that he was like so dramatic. Like he has this daydream of that he like comes back and is blind right. and blames it on getting his mouth <laughs> washed out. Poisoning. So poisoning. It's so good. That was, I did laugh at that. That was pretty funny. And then the mom like tries it herself and is like, ew. <laughs> I'm going to throw out a theory. I think Nina secretly loved this movie <laughs> and I, just had to bring a counterpoint to it. No, I really just, I, I just like, <laughs> maybe you need to see it again because there are some that movies, a, yeah. there are some movies that you watch it the first time, like, like Hot Rod, for example, we were talking about Hot yes. Rod before we started yes. and it is now one of my favorite movies. The first time I saw it, I thought it was really dumb. And now yeah. I watch it and I'm like, this is amazing. Maybe. One of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Yeah. And I feel exactly the same way about Hot Rod. So maybe that is my problem that I just need to watch it some more and pick up on the little things and laugh about those. But like with a completely like fresh perspective, watching it for the first time, I just thought it was like really dumb. I don't I feel bad for saying <laughs> No, that. you could have completely <laughs> shit all over it and you didn't. That's so true. I think I think it was It has some it has some good points, but like I just I just really don't see why everybody loves it so much. Fair. Mm-hmm. Fair. Probably people are in the office are going to listen to this podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's come to my like, desk, <laughs> cancel that's, you. <laughs> that's why we all have opinions. Exactly. It's just yours is wrong. Oh, that's it. We are we are very much about opposing opinions on this podcast. We are we are open to to anyone's opinion. All right, so now I'm going to talk about. Um, something a little bit newer. This is actually the newest film on today's episode, which is Elf, which came out in 2003 and stars the one and only Will Ferrell. Such a great movie. Mm. It really is. And I, it kind of, to me, like it is also a family film, but it is also very much a comedy. It's, I mean, it has Will Ferrell in it. And that was kind of like his peak, like when he really started to like get out there. That was when he was still on SNL. Um, and kind of made a name for himself in, in comedies. And um, to kind of just briefly go over the, the plot of Elf, and this is actually funny because in The Office last week, somebody, we have these like TVs in our office that will, you know, play different things. And it was on repeat for two days. I was happy about it. And I kept looking up because I have a TV right in front of my desk. I kept looking up and I'm like, oh, Elf is on again. And it's on again. And it's on again. <laughs> so uh, I got to watch this a couple of times. 
So the plot of Elf, again, it stars uh, Will Ferrell as as the Elf, Buddy the Elf. And um, it begins in his um, childhood um, on Christmas Eve. He was born in an orphanage into um, Santa and crawls into Santa's sack and he gets taken back to um, the North Pole. And so um, when he's discovered, the elves name him Buddy after the brand label on his diaper and uh, Pop Elf adopts and raises him. So he grows up at the North Pole, believing he is an elf and is accepted by the community. But Will Ferrell is already a giant person as it is. So he looks ridiculous compared. And none of these people are actually little people, I'll say, to be PC. They're not actually little. It was all based on... uh, just how they filmed the movie, I read, that just uh, just deceptive filming, I guess, to make him look even bigger than he already was. Um, but yeah, due to his human size, he's unable to keep up with the other elves and is demoted to um, the job of toy testing, which is so sad. He's, you know, testing the jack-in-the-boxes and they keep scaring him. <laughs> um, and then he overhears that. that he um, is a human, and so he goes to um, Pop Elf and is, you know, trying to find answers, and he explains to him what happened. Um, and so um, he finds out that... Uh, He was born to Walter Hobbs and Susan Wells, given up for adoption. Susan uh, subsequently died, and Walter now works for a children's book publisher um, at the Empire State Building in New York City and doesn't even know about Buddy. So Buddy decides to um, go to New York and find his family. Um, uh, After he mentions Susan to Walter... um, he doesn't realize at first what's going on, um, but then kind of, you know, puts two and two together. Um, Buddy heads to a local Gimbel's department store. The manager mistakes him for an employee. They're having this big Santa, and this is actually really cool. I'll get to it in a second. Um, this big Santa land, and they're going to have Santa come in, and Buddy freaks out because he thinks it's actually Santa, you know, because he grew up in the North Pole. Santa, I know him. And at the store Santa land, he meets um, Jovi, played by Zoe Deschanel. She is an unenthusiastic employee with whom he's instantly smitten, and she thinks he's kind of crazy. Um, and then Buddy decorates the whole store, and when he realizes that the gimbal Santa is not the real Santa, he unmasks him. The children scream and cry, and uh, chaos ensues. Fun fact about this scene, they could only shoot it once because of how much uh, money and work was put into the display. So that, sh- that scene in the movie is the first take the first and only so fun fact and um because of all that he ends up in jail walter bails him out makes him um do a dna test confirms that buddy is his son and the doctor convinces um walter to take buddy home to meet his stepmother and his half brother michael um believing once he is faced with reality he will drop the elf thing so they don't really think any of this stuff is real um, Walter and Michael are put off by Buddy's odd behavior, but Emily insists that they care for him until he recovers. And Michael eventually warms up to Buddy after Buddy defends him from a gang of bullies. And Michael encourages Buddy to ask Jovi on a date, which she accepts, and they fall in love. And there's a great scene where I think it's at at the department store where she's taking a shower and singing Baby It's Cold Outside. Um, and he sings along with her kind of creepy though she doesn't know he's in there and she yells at him to get out but it's kind of a sweet scene and meanwhile um walter's company's in trouble their most recent book is failing to sell so his boss um is giving him a deadline to have a new book by christmas eve and in desperation walter and his team secure a meeting with best-selling children's author miles finch but he interrupts the meeting to boast of his newfound love and mistakes finch 
Oh, yes. I remember this scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can't tell, I'm reading the Wikipedia article, so I don't miss anything. Um, who has dwarfism for an elf who is, um, oh my gosh, what is his name? He's from Game of Thrones. It's uh, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. Yep. Um, so he unintentionally insults him and um, then he attacks him. <laughs> um, Walter snaps a buddy for ruining the meeting, harshly disowns him. Heartbroken buddy leaves a note for Walter, Emily, and Michael and wanders about the streets, lamenting he does not fit in anywhere. And on Christmas Eve, after finding Finch's notebook full of ideas, Walter and his team scramble to create a book to pitch. As Walter prepares to pitch the book, um, Michael, who found Buddy's note, arrives and informs Walter that Buddy is gone, realizing he was wrong and forced to choose between his job or his family. Walter confronts Greenway and, despite being fired, leaves with Michael to find Buddy. And as Buddy wanders the streets, he watches Santa's sleigh crash in Central Park, attracting a large crowd. Buddy tracks down Santa, who explains that the sleigh has lost its engine and cannot fly without it due to a shortage of Christmas spirit. So Buddy finds the engine and is reunited with Walter and Michael. Walter apologizes to Buddy, accepts him as his son. Buddy then takes them to meet Santa, and Michael takes Santa's list, reads it in front of the television news cameras gathered outside the park, proving that Santa Claus is real. Buddy tries to um, reattach the engine. Jovi leads the crowd in singing Santa Claus is Coming to Town, helping raise the Christmas spirit to power the sleigh. By next Christmas, Walter has started his own publishing company, best-selling book about Buddy's adventures. Buddy and Jovi are now married, and they have a baby, and they are visiting Papa Elf. And everyone lives happily ever after. So, um, again, uh, stars Wolf Ferrell, um, James is it Khan? James Khan. Yeah. James Khan is Walter. Zoe Deschanel is Jovi. Mary Steenburgen is um, Walter's wife, and I believe she is. She's in a ton of stuff. She's in um, like Step Brothers. Who also has yes. Will Ferrell mm-hmm. plays um, his mom, which is pretty cool. And um, Peter Dinklage again. Um, Amy Sedaris is um, Walter's secretary. And also, I oh John Favreau is in, and he directed it as well. We've talked about John Favreau on the show before. He's directed a ton of stuff, is in a ton of movies, um, and he's the the doctor. And also, I realized this when we were rewatching. I put in quotes at work. Kyle Gass is in this movie. Yeah, I did not know he's that. He's one of the uh, the ad execs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kyle Gass is pretty great. If you don't know, he's part of Tenacious D. He's wonderful. I was also going to mention because you you brought up that. He overhears the conversation where he finds out he is not an elf. One of the elves talking there is Ralphie. Yes, really? that's right. Story. He is. He does make a little cameo in that mm-hmm. movie. So it all comes full circle. Um, so, yeah, Elf is, I would say, a, a Christmas classic now. It's been out for almost 20 years. What? So. I, well, it came out in 2003. It's going to be 2020 next year. So like, oh said, like 17, 16, 17 years. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Um, it is It is a Christmas classic. I think everyone thinks of Buddy the Elf when they think of Christmas time. Santa, I know him. Um, you sit on a throne <laughs> of lies. Um, How many times have you answered a phone? Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I also think, too, of... Uh, what, what do I think of? I just lost it. There was something else. Spaghetti uh, and maple syrup. What were you going to say? Well, that that too. But I also love <laughs> the scene where he's you know running out to go to New York, and there's it looks like the you know the classic Christmas specials with like the snowman, and then there's a giant narwhal. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> it's so cute. 
this movie is very it's just very heartwarming it's a, it's a sweet movie and it's also very funny i also think of him jumping up on the tree and it falling down very funny i think it's just funny to see will ferrell in such a like innocent role and he went on after this movie to do Step Brothers, ton of other stuff with John C. Riley, um, and Anchorman was after this movie too, which I think is oh really yeah right after okay. Anchorman was in two thousand four I believe so great he is great and um, I don't what is he doing now? Has he done anything recently? That's a good question. And he had that weird stint on The Office. Oh, oh God, is like, D'Angelo? Yeah. yeah. Oof. He is that is like as as a very big fan of the office the the office fandom collectively hated D'Angelo and I think he was just kind of like a transitional piece. I think when when Michael was first leaving the show people thought Will Ferrell was a permanent replacement mm-hmm. and not that the show was amazing after he left but that would have completely tanked it because his character was so awful. Um but no Will Ferrell's great. Elf is a great film. Good family. Fun comedy. I'm looking at um, his Wikipedia, like what he's been up to, and it looks like he's been executive producing a lot of stuff in the last few years. Like he did Succession. I think that's on Amazon. He there is something else that he did. Dead to me. Yes. Which I was. I'm really surprised about that. Loved that show. I loved it too. So good. And then he's just been, you know, doing SNL and all those things. Mm -hmm. He was recently a a guest host on SNL. And it looks like his most recent movie. Was that, um, where did it just go? Um, Sherlock Holmes, Holmes and Watson. Oh, which go. I, I heard, heard was 18. a flop. I heard was it bad. It didn't look very good at all. I thought it looked hilarious. But again, it was him and John C. Riley. I love John so. C. Riley. Well, see, I, th- I feel like Will Ferrell has a lot of really good movies, and he has a lot of just terrible movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, he's kind of hit and miss while I do love him. But that's Elf. Um, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about these movies, Christmas comedies, and a few of the other ones that we're not going to dive too deep into. But before we get to that, let's talk about what else we're watching. All right. Nina's been on the past two episodes, so I know what she's watching. Mm-hmm. Joel, what are you watching? Uh, I'm all over the place. So, um, rewatching the most recent season of Letterkenny because that's about to drop another okay. few episodes on us. Um, I started watching, I don't remember the name of it now. Um, it's a Netflix show. He's cloned. Oh, uh, oh yes. Yes. We, we living, reviewed the show. Living with yourself. Living with yourself. Right? Living great. With yourself. Yeah. Great so, show. Just started watching that. Oh, yeah. Um, like that. I, I, yeah. So it's far, good. it seems great. Mm-hmm. Paul Rudd is just uh, amazing. He's, he's fantastic. He's like, great in everything. Like with him? Also, I, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but he does not age. Ever. No. He looks never. the same as he did in Clueless. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. He's Just like a little 50. bit like buff because of Ant-Man. Yeah. Yeah. He... He's I just love great. Him. I love him. He so was much. also in Anchorman. That's true. He was with, on with Will Ferrell. He was on Friends. Brian Fantana. That's the first place I yeah. saw him. Yep. He was on Friends. Mm-hmm. Clueless. Was he in anything before that? Is that kind of like what launched his career? <laughs> That's what Probably. I know him from best. Is Clueless was like his first big thing. And he looks the same. I mean, you can tell if you look at him now. Like, yes, he's aged, but his, he his best role is Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, oh I love that. Yeah. He is 
awesome in that. I don't know that I would say that's his best role, but oh. I did really like him in that. He's great. And um, I was talking about this in the last episode, Role Models. Sneaky that's good a, movie. Um, my great favorite, movie. Good. I think my favorite Paul Rudd movie is um, Wanderlust. Wanderlust oh, is fun. Okay. He's hilarious in that movie. I just really liked that one. He, I really loved, well, he's in Knocked I Up. I love you, man. I love, mm, mm-hmm. that's such a good one. So funny. He's also, he has a lot of great, like, small roles. Like, yes. he, he's a great leading man, but he also is great when he has, like, these, like, little bit characters, like, in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which is one of my favorite movies oh, ever. That's one of mine too. He is so damn funny in that movie, just, like, the clueless surfing instructor. <laughs> you in sound like so, you're from London. <laughs> he's in so many movies, actually, now that I'm looking at he has his IMDb. He's a great repertoire. He's so funny. Admission. Do you remember that movie? No. That was like a few years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, it was with him and Tina Fey. Yeah. Oh, Where he was I, I heard about that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was um, like, well, he was in Knocked Up and then they had that spinoff. This is 40. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was good in that, too. He's that just great. Yeah. Man. Oh, he, yeah. He's going to be in the new Ghostbusters movie. Oh. I forgot about that. Oh. Uh, there you go. He's been doing his Ant-Man stuff. Yep. He's just awesome. He's great. He is great. What else are you watching, Joel? Uh, even though we're in Christmas, I'm still, like, at least once a month, I, I watch a horror movie just because I have to. You got to keep the spooky That's, season yeah. alive year round. And I, in all fairness, I have watched Scrooged twice already this season. I have watched Elf. Uh, I've watched Home Alone. I've watched. I'm like fully in it, but I have kids, so yeah. I'm That's what, something that I was Christmas going to ask movies. you too when I was talking about a Christmas story. Have like, have your kids seen it? What are they? My think? my three year old has not, but it's because it's not animated. She doesn't really care about anything that's not animated. That's fair. Uh, and my nine year old, I know she has seen it. I can almost guarantee you that it would not make her top one thousand Christmas <laughs> she movies. She probably also thinks it's trash. Yeah, because <laughs> she she only knows times with the internet. Like she doesn't that's understand true. like how people used to have to do things and mm-hmm. get out of your house and get off your phone. Yeah. Right. Plus, do kids even want that kind of those kind of presents anymore uh i mean i would if somebody presented me with a bb gun i would probably run outside and well, start shooting at the dogs but yeah. but like the kids like uh, i was talking to yeah, no um, i i was talking to a kid the other day um tiffany's son and he said he wanted an iphone pro for christmas and he's seven yeah i was mm-hmm. like oh that's what the kids want it's these because days, kids I don't guess. go outside and run and <laughs> jump and get dirty and we talked about this on the on the christmas podcast that is also coming out in the next couple of days look out for that um like yeah like i got a scooter one year when i was seven that was one yeah. of my favorite gifts but i also like grew up in the age of like well, like game consoles have been around for a long time, but like one of my favorite gifts was a PlayStation. Mm. And like, so mm. that was, you know, staying inside. Not, yeah. I was more yeah. of a stay inside kid. <laughs> I was a very Bikes. active. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a bike was like the greatest yes. Christmas present. Mm-hmm. And that's, you have to go outside with a bike. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you freezing weather, yeah. sometimes snow, you got to go test it out and Football. fall on your face. I'm still all about bikes. I just bought yeah. a new bike. A I want a new bike. And I, I love need it. a new nice. bike. Because I have, I live in a very hilly neighborhood. That'd be fun. Um, what are you watching, Nina? What else are you watching? Um, I just finished season three of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yes. I love that show so much. Yes. I love the main character so much. Everything. Rachel Brosnahan is a gift. Yes. She's wonderful. And she's just like as midge, like iconic, amazing outfits. She's hilarious. She's just like everything I aspire to be in life. She's great. I just, I just love her so much. That first scene where she gets trashed at her house when she finds out her husband's leaving her and she just shows up in a nightgown mm-hmm. to this club and just is drunkenly just, you know, doing a bit. And it's not even a bit to her. It's just this is her life. 
mm-hmm. is like I love it. I also so thought great. I when the show first came out, I was concerned like how far could they really go with this like theme. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of things happen in season three, and we can, well, I think we'll probably talk about it on a later we, episode. We sure will. Um, but it just still is just excellent at this point. I can't wait for the next season. Loved it so much. It um, it has been renewed for season four. I think I saw that. Yeah, I think so. Did you watch it, Joel? No, I haven't watched it, but I'm I'm pretty sure I saw it has been renewed. I know so I need good. to. I need so to. So good. It's really it's good. It's in my queue. Though it is kind of um like my husband won't watch it because he is not a fan of the like painful um moments in shows like The Office really bothers him like the awkwardness. Oh, the cringe humor. The cringe yes, cringe okay. humor. Um and there is some of that, especially in season 1 of Mrs. Maisel when she's kind of like getting her footing as yeah. as a comic. There's a lot of like cringe-worthy moments, um, so it's not okay. not really for everybody. I understand in that, that. Sense. but yeah. Who else is an? Oh, what is her name? Who's her like agent? Um, Lois is, Griffin. Yes. Um, what is her name? Alec Bornstein. I love yes. her. She's so good in the show too. Like she's she's, she's won I think two Emmys for her role. She's amazing. Well, to be honest with y'all, I have not been watching much except for The Office and uh, Lizzie McGuire finishing up the second season of that but i i gotta talk about that for a second because okay so re-watching that show they had a lot of pop songs in it they can't use any of them anymore they lost their license oh so re-watching <laughs> oh. it it's like there are like these you know montage scenes and it's just like very generic like free music type stuff it's no royalties it, to it, it like totally kills the vibe of the show now not that it was amazing to begin it, it, it was good you know when you were you know a teenager is it, is it disney or nickelodeon it's disney okay so i'm like disney has all this money how could they not rebuy the rights right. to play these songs but um i'm actually on the finale of the office for like the 10th time always gets me <laughs> and i'm starting to rewatch parks and rec but i think now if you guys don't know i'm also a wedding photographer so i'm finishing up all of that shit that time of year um so once all that's done i can finally watch all these new shows that i've been wanting to watch and i'm very excited we have some great stuff coming in 2020 so excited to talk about all of it uh but that is what we're watching now Okay, everybody, we are back to our review of Christmas comedies. Um, Some of the other movies we didn't talk about that are also Christmas comedies. um, Office Christmas Party is Mm. a newer one. Um, The Night Before, which I actually own with um, Seth Rogen. um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in it as well, who is amazing. Love him. Fred Claus, Bad Santa. And there's a lot of, like, Christmas, like, like there's like anthology films that have a Christmas version. So like Harold and Kumar have a Christmas movie. Sure. Um, I would not say that's a family. No, I would no. definitely not say. Well, it's a comedy, it's not, a comedy. not family, yeah. yes. not by any means. Um, and then Deadpool has a Christmas movie. Um, oh, that's right. That came out like last year, I think. And um, like Bad Moms has a Christmas movie mm-hmm. as well. Um, so there's a lot of Christmas comedies. If you're a comedy fan, there's so many out there, um, kind of along the tales of, uh, like romantic comedies or just like romantic Christmas films. There's a ton of Christmas comedies out there. Not all of them are great. Um, we were actually going to have Chris Madrigal on this episode, but he, um, was unable to do it, but he was going to talk about Christmas with the Cranks, which is 
a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those, like, I'm not... Like, I love movies, but I'm not a movie snob. I love a good, bad movie that makes me laugh that's just terrible on the surface. I think that's one of them. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of um, Jamie Lee Curtis. She is my girl. Love her. And just the fact that she's in that, I'm just like, okay, I can get on board with that. Right. So what are your guys's? you know, what do you love, like, about Christmas movies this time of year? Like, Nina, I know you say you watch The Holiday and Home Alone every year. Yeah, Joel, there's... do you watch Scrooged every year? Uh, I watched Scrooged at least a handful of times every Christmas. I am not a big Christmas fan. Like, oh, okay. In, in general, just the the season's great. I don't like the holiday. I feel like it's way too stressful of a holiday. Um, so watching the shows is one of the best parts for me. Okay. Uh, kind of takes you away from the, from the stressful part. From all of the part. stress of it. But yeah, Scrooge is probably my number one watched. Every year I'll watch Elf. I'll watch Christmas Story. I'll watch Christmas Vacation. Uh, I'll watch the original uh, Black Christmas, uh, mm. which I'm excited to see what they do with this new oh, one. Oh, the actually. new one, yeah. I've never so, seen that one. What's that It's about? a horror movie. Oh, yeah. It's like why. sorority sisters, right? So, that yeah. get stalked by some murderer. murderer. We'll see what happens in this new one. <laughs> no. uh, but yeah, so I, I do enjoy the movies more than the season itself. So okay. for me, I, I, I like them to be lighthearted um, and fun. Uh, I've still never seen Miracle on 34th just because like I that's too that Christmassy either. for me. Yeah. You know? Me neither. That has Mara Wilson, right? Uh, yeah, Matilda. I think, I'm pretty sure she's in that one. I think that is correct. Oh, Mara Wilson. Mm-hmm. Back um, in the day. What about you, Nina? Is um, there another one of these that you watch every year? Comedies? Not really, though. I don't know that I would really consider a Christmas. Like, do you think it's really a, a comedy? I feel like it was maybe more in the family movie category. It's hard to tell if it was supposed to be funny. I don't... I don't. <laughs> we could just go off I'm on that for a while. I'm not the person to have, like, <laughs> reviewed this movie. Um, but there's... I, I kind of look for the ones that have, like, the novelties of Christmas. So, like, I was kind of writing it down when I was watching A Christmas Story. So, like... There's scenes where you see like the Christmas tree with a like loose tinsel, which I don't know why that's ever been a thing because that's just so messy. <laughs> do you guys put loose tinsel on no. your tree? No. Nope. God, oh my no. god. I do no not. No way. You throw it up there. Uh, just, yeah. Like, wherever it, it lands. I have cats. There's yes. no way. Oh yeah. There's no way. For, and also a, a, a baby. An, an infant and dogs. <laughs> There's just, just no way. No. Um, it looks really. I mean, it's like very like iconic Christmas especially in that time but there's no way i would ever put that on my tree no um it's just too messy um like fireplace burning it's like snowing outside in a christmas story mm-hmm. the parents like get up to like uh, there's like one scene where the, just the mom and the dad are just like sitting there watching the snow out the window in front of the christmas tree it's kind of cute mm-hmm. um i like those kind of things about about the christmas movies i really like i'm a i'm a big fan of i, f- I feel like I've said this in every Christmas episode so far, just the Grinch is my shit. I love the Grinch and I I just love the meaning behind it. Like it's really funny Mm -hmm. and it's just like this very silly. The original animated Grinch movie or the, I'm talking about the the Jim Carrey Carrey Grinch is Um, my jam. Did you not listen to our podcast last week, Joel? Uh, Sorry. This, I think that just came out today. (laughs) Came out on Saturday, but that's fine. The previous Saturday. That's fine. It's okay. We we all got stuff going on. It's fine. (laughs) I listen to it every week when I edit it. So the Grinch is a good multiple times. It's a good holiday movie that I feel like everyone can relate to because it's like you have all the stresses of all year. You get Mm -hmm. kind of like bogged down. It's easy to get grouchy, and then it's like you get to Christmas and it's supposed to kind of bring you back 
to what's to, important. Yeah, and, what's important in life and yep, why we're family. all why we're here in the first place. You know, mm-hmm. I just I, the Grinch good, is the one. Good. Yes, the Grinch is the one that I watch every single year because it is my fave, and um, I just love the the comforting fact that a Christmas story is on for 24 hours mm-hmm. every Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's just something about that, that I, that I love. I don't think I will ever watch it again. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. Hey, you I'm watched like, it once. I'm looking through my notes here and, oh, I was going to talk about, um, <laughs> the like, there's like total mom phrases that like, I feel like every mom says, and I was writing them down as she was saying them because I'm like, God, that's like what my mom says. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, you'll shoot your eye out. Yes. I've heard my mom say that before. Um, she says when he's like sitting at the Christmas at the dinner table and he's saying that he wanted the gun for Christmas and she's like no and then he's like not eating because he's bummed and she's like they're starving kids in China Mm -hmm. like definitely heard that before and then she says something and she's like you're gonna get it at some point I'm like wow (laughs) is this this my mom was this my mom (laughs) is this my mom in this this movie I also love the the part where he says (laughs) he's like the dad's reading the box of the lamp and he's like fragile fragile must be Italian <laughs> there were some there were some good one-liners in that movie and yet I'll give you it wonder that. if it's a comedy I will give it that <laughs> what a great lamp <laughs> I don't know but we talked about this in, in previous episodes too that um, Christmas movies all have kind of like a little bit of a dark side so like you know there's the kid gets bullied like um, he drops the F-bomb has to wash mm-hmm. his mouth out like there's just some kind of like sad bummer moments in the movie kind of yeah well I I think that that's true to Christmas time like we've talked about it before like Christmas a lot of people really love it some people just hate this time of year and some people just you know especially it's a time of coming together and when you when you lose someone or you're away from home like our travelers are like they hate this time of year they just want to get back to their routine they just want to get back to you know regular life and you know, when it's kind of put in your face everywhere and you don't like this time of year, like, yeah, you could be a bit of a Scrooge or a Grinch, you know. I, I'm not one of those people. I love this time of year. I think that could be especially hard for our travelers that are away from their family during these assignments. Mm-hmm. You know, I can Very definitely true. empathize with that, that it would be hard to have Christmas shoved in your face all season all the time. when you don't get to, like, experience the same thing that other people get to. But on the plus side of that, you're helping – people like sick mm-hmm. people yeah so that they can get back to their families so yeah and you know when, when you're in the hospital there. like some people are in the hospital over christmas no one wants to be in the no, hospital on christmas sure. but they have you right you're there with them in the trenches um i kind of unrelated but i uh was watching this like musical anthology of like christmas songs through the years on youtube this like acapella singer and um i'll be home for christmas i guess was actually written during the war Oh, I didn't know that. That makes sense. It was supposed, it was meant to be like, I'll be home for Christmas. Like I'll be home from the war. I didn't know Hmm, that. I didn't know that either. But, um, but yeah, let's, um, let's get into our reviews of these. Um, go on a five star scale. Nina, what would you rate a Christmas story? Why did you ask me to go first? Because Joel's about to kill me. I'm going to throw my pen over there so it's not used as a projectile. Um, I thought about this and, uh. I think I think I'm gonna give it like a two. <gasps> I know. Two? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not even a two point five. I'm sorry. <sighs> it's just not up there with my with my Christmas movies or any movies. Okay. Okay. People are probably yeah. I'm gonna get hate mail. I think. Wait, wait. Mm. I'm Canceled. sorry. I've got. I know. I knew this was gonna be a, <laughs> a sore subject. 
Joel, what would you rank it? Like, well, what would, what you, would you give it? a Christmas story? Christmas story? Four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. Four why? Half. Why not a full five? Uh, just because there are several other Christmas comedies um, that I would put above it. Okay. Though mm. it would still be in the heavy rotation for the greats. All right. Mm. So what about Scrooged? Easy five. Easy five. Okay. <laughs> Now I really feel obligated to go watch it. I, I really want to as well. I think I'm going to. If you if you like a Christmas Carol, yes, it's just a, a great twist on that. Though, do you think that it could have the same um, issues as far as like the time that it was filmed? So it was like late '80s. It's very '80s. So like, is very it dated 80s. in the same way that like a Christmas story? No, is? I mean there's there's things like when they're doing Christmas presents, one of the big presents that they can give out is a VCR. But like, oh my God. Yeah. But I mean, there, there's nothing, um, create all of, all of the things that they deal with are still things that are very relatable to today. Mm-hmm. So there's okay. nothing that's like, there's no flying cars about the future and there's not radio programs <laughs> right. from the past. It's still just a TV executive. So all of that still translates. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, for me, for, for Elf, I like Elf. I don't have any problems with Elf. It's just not my personal favorite. Um, I would probably give it, I'd give it like a four. It's, you know, solid four. Good movie. Got a great cast. It's fun. It's cute. It's a good one. But it's, love, it's no Grinch. It's no Grinch for me. Um, I would say four and, four and a half maybe four and a half. for me. Okay. Um, I love, love, love Zoe Deschanel. I love her too. I didn't know who she was before this movie, mm. and she has blonde hair, which that is, hard. is yeah, not a good to. look for her. Yeah. She She's looks weird. So great though. She's she got an amazing voice. Every time I see it, I always wonder if it's Zoe or if it's her sister mm-hmm. in that role. Because I'm like, oh, that I forget that she look has right. a sister. Yeah, her sister was in Bones. Yes. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I give it Alpha. Any um, three point seven five. Three point seven five. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Any opportunity for me to listen to Zoe Deschanel sing, though. Oh, yeah. She's got a beautiful voice. Mm -hmm. She's great. Um, I guess I didn't rate A Christmas Story. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to give it a 3.5 for me because I I do enjoy it. It is a little dated. We talked about this a little bit before. The the Chinese restaurant scene is kind of hard to watch now. And it's almost like one of those things where it's like, this can never be done again. No, no. ever, 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 ever. Too, that there's just so many things about it, and maybe if they had like, maybe if it was if it was remade and more relevant to the times, like I wonder how mm-hmm. it, how they would make it more like relative to today and like what kids want today, right? Uh, or if it, it could even be done. But there's a lot of things in that movie that just are are just dated and mm-hmm. could not be done again. Especially that scene, which was really like awkward. And we watching. are at the point now where. If they were to create that same situation of a story and just a retelling of a, a, a grown man talking about his childhood, it would essentially take place in the 80s or 90s at this point anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can almost guarantee you that somewhere in Hollywood, they're already kicking around a they reboot probably on this. are. A reboot, no more but... re- original ideas. Yeah. That's but but I would actually really love to see a Christmas story about a kid growing up in the 80s or the 90s. That'd be awesome. I, that would I would be on board with that. Just for take the sure. Goldbergs and have them redo it. <laughs> Right. Obviously, that's that's, they're Jewish, but you know, still you the can. Hanukkah story. There you go. There you go. Speaking of, um, wait, did we talk about Adam Sandler? Was he in a Christmas movie? Because I was going through yeah, eight, crazy eight Crazy Nights. nights. Yes, because I was going to bring movie. that. I was going to bring up um, that we should have talked about that on one of these podcasts about Hanukkah movies. You know, I think that's is that the only. It. I haven't seen that one either. But let's take a let's take a quick moment to talk about the season is not just Christmas. It's true. We have Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. We have Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as um, Hanukkah movies, well, I, I did not grow up Jewish. I honestly didn't 
really have any Jewish friends growing up. So, um, well, actually, one of my college roommate converted to Judaism. So, I mean, a little bit. But um, when I was in elementary school, we had Christmas programs, of course. And we also had a Hanukkah song. Mm. And um, it was... It was actually, um, I forget what the song was called, but it was like, grab the dreidel, spin if you're able, Hanukkah festival. So we actually did incorporate a little bit of Judaism into our program. So I look back on that and think that's kind of cool. So Mm, I just Googled Hanukkah movies and and the options are not great. (laughs) I'm sorry for I'm sorry for the Jewish community here. We don't have a lot of options. There's just not good movies. That's really and if the, I remember the holiday right. is on there, and I'm like, I don't see how that's. I mean, they don't talk about Hanukkah. You know what's at a great uh, Hanukkah special is the Rugrats Hanukkah special because his family is part Jewish, and they mm. talk about Judaism in one of those episodes. So there's that. Did uh, Did Rich ever mention to you anything about having to talk about the Christmas, uh, the Star Wars, hol- the Star Wars holiday special? I'm surprised he didn't. Okay. Well, it's not technically a Christmas or Hanukkah thing. It's Life Day. so. Okay. But it's celebrated around Christmas time. Around Christmas time. All right. Well, I don't know anything about yeah. this. Oh, you shouldn't. Oh. <laughs> Isn't it like, it's a, it's just a, like notoriously it's like a deep bad? Star Wars nerd. Speaking it's of, awful. I wanted to loop back to Star Wars again to talk about The Mandalorian. That was also directed by John Favreau. Mm-hmm. I, I love him. I was very surprised to see his name he, on the He also directed the Iron Man Iron movies. Iron Man movies, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love him. He's, He's great. wonderful. We talked about him when we reviewed Chef, Chef which is amazing. Also, he it's was one of my favorite he movies. was also on Friends. He yeah. was on Friends. Everyone was on the Friends. UFC fighter. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Everyone was on Friends at one point, including and this is a great segue into next week's episode. Mr. Bruce Willis was on Friends <gasps> as one of Rachel's boyfriends, I believe. Yes. Right? Yep. And it's funny because Chandler and Joey are obsessed with Die Hard, and I, I understand that's the point. Like you know real actors come on as somebody else you know playing a character but you know they're obsessed with Die Hard and then Bruce Willis comes on the show and he's just some guy he's not Bruce Willis Mm. I think that's funny but that is a good segue next week's episode will be on the movie Die Hard is it a Christmas film is it not a Christmas film we're gonna have Rich on because he's very adamant that it is and we're still trying to find the right fit for who thinks it isn't because I would say it is a pretty universal truth that it is a Christmas movie. <laughs> there are the few naysayers out there, but I would say culturally it has become a Christmas film. Mm-hmm. And I've actually not seen it. Me either. So, oh my God. Joel. Joel's leaving. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> but I am, I am planning to watch it before the episode so I can, I'm going to be the mediator. I'm not going to actually be Ooh. in the debate, but I at least want to, I at least want to watch it. So I have somewhat of an opinion. What's, it's no, I, I want to know Jamie's what your. <laughs> I want to know what your opinion is about it. Though. Is it a Christmas movie? On Die Hard? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. It's, okay. <laughs> I don't want to get into it to ruin next week for you guys, but it absolutely is a. Christmas We should do movie. a poll on our Atlas and Friends page. Is it or is it not? And then talk about that on the episode. Well, guys, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much, Joel, for joining us. Thanks for having me. And um, like I said, next week will be Die Hard. And then after that, we go into 2020. And I'm just going to do a very quick little announcement. But Nina is going to be joining as our co-host. Very excited. Excited. High fives all around. Uh, We have some great stuff planned for 2020. So get ready for that. One more Christmas movie to round out 2019. If you have any ideas on stuff that we should review, stuff that's new coming out, we're not opposed to going to the theater either. So if there's a new movie you've seen that's really good and you want us to review, let us know. Television shows, documentaries, everything. Let us know and we'll put it on our list. But until then, 
keep on streaming. See you guys later. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. Let us know in the comments what you're watching and if you think we should give it a review. Until next time, keep streaming.